What's up, everybody? This is Bobby Moynihan. I play Orca on Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is going to be a pretty massive uh, literature roundup for Star Wars. I have not done an episode in a while, um, mostly because we're having our basement uh, finished, and that's where it, it doubles as Radio Dakar base. And so I haven't had um, Ethernet hookup uh, for a while while the walls are being finished. So I haven't been able... I, I, I can record on my phone, but it's way easier to uh, sit at my computer. That way I can clean up the uh, the presentation and everything. Uh, so that, that's been out of commission for a while. So I thought, well, I'll just take a, take a hiatus. Um, Well, the walls are finished, and I've got Ethernet, but my computer is acting weird. Um, it's because of all the drywall dust. <laughs> um, so I'll solve that problem, but I thought, no, I need to get back in this and uh, bring an episode. I've still got some reviews to catch up on. I've got I've still got to do the um, series finale of Clone Wars, and then talk about the Bad Batch. Um, I still have to finish Resistance. We've got Mandalorian coming up in October. Looks like we're still on track for that. So there's uh, plenty to talk about. Um, but it occurred to me, I haven't done book reviews or talked about uh, Star Wars print media in a while. And I started writing down, okay, what have I read or listened to that I haven't talked about yet? I've got quite an extensive list. So rather than do a bunch of little episodes where I do the reviews. I'm just going to do a broad, non-spoiler summary of everything that's come out uh, almost pretty, pretty pretty much this whole year so far. And also, uh, we just had um, San Diego Comic-Con at home, and they had the uh, Lucasfilm Publishing panel. Uh, so I'm going I'm to go through that and talk about what we've got coming up. Yeah, so let's get let's get to it. Uh, yeah, it's just about uh, just about books again, non-spoilers. So if you haven't digested all of these, it's okay. I'll just give you a good summary of um, what I've may may have liked about it. Hopefully that'll get you interested in um, picking up something maybe you hadn't considered. Uh, I will uh, start. Uh, they did announce uh, a couple of weeks ago about publishing related to the Mandalorian which will be out later this fall, um, going into, um, uh, 2021. It's the usual, it's the art of the Mandalorian, which, you know, if it's anything like the art, the concept art, the scene at the end of each episode, uh, that should be an outstanding book. Uh, they're doing a visual dictionary, which it's being released in December. So hopefully it will include season two stuff. Um, unless they're just doing like, for each season, 
Which, if you think about it, you know, they do a visual dictionary for each movie, and that's a two, two and a half hour film. The Mandalorian, season one was five hours at least. You know, it's about 40 to, I think the shortest episode is maybe 35 minutes. No, see, episode, chapter two is like 25. But it, it's probably about five hours worth of Star Wars in the first season. So, I mean, that's enough to fill a book. Um, so th- that's coming out. Uh, I'm most excited. They're doing an original novel by Adam Christopher. Uh, not a lot of details yet. They did not reveal anything at Comic-Con at home. Uh, so we don't know, is it, will it bridge season one and season two so that the child is in it? Uh, I- I'm thinking maybe it's an earlier job that the Mandalorian did, that Din Djarin did. Maybe where he meets uh, Shion or uh, some other characters who've been on the show already. Um, but yeah, that, that should be exciting. I cannot wait to read that. And, alright, so Comic-Con at Home. Uh, they did reveal some titles and uh, talked about some other stuff that's been um, discussed so far. The Lightsaber Collection sounds like an interesting book. It looks like it's going to be kind of a encyclopedia, visual dictionary style where they're going to talk about every lightsaber that's ever been seen. And that includes uh, for the High Republic. Uh, there's going to be some of the upcoming lightsabers in that. So that should be that should be a very cool book. Um, I mean, lightsabers are the staple weapon of, the, of Star Wars. So for them to have a little snippet about each of them and where they came from, uh, you know, design that we get a good look at it. Uh, that should be very cool. If it's anything like, well, I don't know if it's changed because I haven't been to Batu yet, but at Disney Hollywood Studios, uh, in the Star Wars area, they have when you're in line for uh, the meet and greets with Chewie and Kylo Ren, they have they made. Uh, some lightsabers and put them in a display case. But there's like a Saj Fentress and Ahsoka's uh, Tano's are there. So it's the first time you get to see it like in a live action form. But they have little info cards with each of them. So I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of like that in the book. Uh, so that should be very cool. Uh, they talked about uh, what's going to be happening in the uh, in the comic book titles. Um the Darth Vader run is, has switched to post Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Doctor Aphra has restarted. Uh, they're going to do more Vader's Castle with Kevin Scott. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, they're just good little creepy reads. Uh, there's going to be an Art of Galaxy's Edge book by Amy Ratcliffe. Uh, again, the art books are outstanding. It should be great again. They are doing a Galaxy's Edge edition of Myths and Fables uh, by George Murr, who also has uh, Dark Legends coming out uh, this Tuesday as of this recording. I've got mine ordered from a uh, black-owned bookstore called Books and Crannies in um, Virginia. Yeah, if if you're ordering books, and if you like hard copies, don't order from Amazon. Find a local bookstore, or better yet, find a black-owned store online and order from them you know 
go ahead and support um, these, uh, you know, these the independent book uh, books booksellers, and it, Black Lives Matter. So if you can help folks like that, um, like helping them with their businesses and everything, I do that too. So yeah, I've got Dark Legends coming. I'm looking forward to that. The original, original Myths and Fables was excellent. I reviewed it when I did my Galaxy's Edge roundup. But there's going to be like an in-universe version of it that's available at Batu. Uh, well, especially with everything that's going on in the world, we're not going. Originally, we thought maybe when our Padawan is five, um, so that's about three years from now. Maybe we'll go in a couple of years. Who knows? But yeah, if you're in Batu, pick up uh, the Myths and Fables um, book coming up. Uh, what else did they talk about? Um, oh, uh, they they did mention you know, uh, Freefall. The um, Podamer book is coming up. Uh, Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, uh, the first book in that trilogy is coming up. Um, we're getting the The Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view, which the one for A New Hope is amazing. That, that's one where you need to get the audiobook too because they get a bunch of different readers for all the stories. Uh, they're also doing a similar book, uh, Clone Wars, Stories of Light and Dark. Uh, with several, uh, I think they're doing eight authors for that, one of whom is Lou Anders, and he's uh, doing a perspective on uh, the Count Dooku story where the, he's captured along with Obi-Wan and Anakin, um, so we get more Hondo Anaka, which, if you've listened to the show, Lou Anders wrote Pirate's Price. It's one of my favorite Star Wars books. And uh, the, the other thing, uh, they talked a little bit about High Republic. And also we had a couple more character reveals. Um, the, a Test of Courage, which is Justina Ireland's book. That'll be out start of the year. Uh, one of her characters is Avon Staros, who is a um, ancestor of Sana Staros, um, who you know from... Well, if you've just listened to Dr. Afro, which I'll talk about, um, she was also in, well, she's in the the, uh, the Marvel title, the Star Wars run. Um, she's also in Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older. Uh, so she's an important character in the new canon uh, on the peripheral stuff. Um, so one of, you know, one of her families in the book. Uh, they, they also revealed, uh, we got more art of Avon Chris, who is one of the lead Jedi Masters. She's the one who, when they first came out, I think I think it was like the concept uh, art for the cover of Light of the Jedi, uh, Charles Sewell's book, looked just like Jodie Whittaker from Doctor Who. So I thought, well, I mean, surely something you have to be inspired uh, to do the artwork. But then you're thinking, well, maybe they, maybe they're doing a movie and she's going to play her. But uh, you know, we've had more art come out of her and looking a little more like Brie Larson. <laughs> that that's I don't know. That they said there's not going to be a movie or you know tie-in media like that. Who knows? It's a big it's a big sandbox now. But um. Anyway, um, yeah, Avar Chris is 
uh, one of the main characters. We'll see her coming up. Also, we got um, a Trandoshan Jedi Master named Skier. Uh, same species as Bosk. Uh, he will be, I think he's in the book, but he's also one of the lead characters in Kevin Scott's um, comic book run for High Republic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about High Republic. I've talked about it before. I think I did a roundup of when they initially revealed the news. So that should be a lot of fun. I think that's most, uh, that's what they talked about on from Comic-Con. They didn't reveal like any brand new um, novels per se. It was just like the uh, Lightsaber Collection and the Art of Galaxy's Edge. Those were the two ones we didn't know about. Uh, the rest we had heard rumblings or it's previously announced. All right, so I'm going to, I'm just going to run through titles that I've read or listened to in the last few months. Again, non-spoiler. Uh, just go through them and hopefully it'll inspire some uh, some reading, uh, reading ideas for you. Uh, let's start. Uh, now, this one came out last year and I just finished it because uh, it's uh, Spark of the Repub Spark of the Resistance by Justina Ireland. It came out back in October as part of the uh, journey to the Rise of Skywalker. Um, it, it's a it's a physical copy, so uh, that I bought. Actually, I got it from um, hashtag uh, Star Wars Representation Matters. So thank you guys for for my copy of that. Uh, it's a good book. I just it's hard to sit down with a physical book with the kids in the house and everything. That's why I do the audio books and. Um, Plus, even um, doing it on my Kindle is easier because I can sit in the dark and read it. It has to be a certain time to sit down with a physical book nowadays. Um, but it, it's a good uh, story uh, with... It's got Poe and Ray and Rose on their own adventure um, to this planet Minfar that the First Order has an interest in. Uh, it goes back to the Imperial days. Uh, it's an exotic planet. There's some um, new aliens... Uh, it, it's a it's a good book. It's a more young reader, which that that's Justina's um, niche with Star Wars. She also did Lando's Luck as part of the Flight of the Falcon series. Uh, I already mentioned her. She's doing Test of Courage, which is kind of the young reader entry into High Republic to start out. Um, yeah, if you if you're better than me at sitting down with a real book, um, you can finish it pretty quickly. It's um, yeah, it's a good read. Um, you know, for those of us who wanted more of Ray and Rose uh, being friends in Rise of Skywalker, this is a good book for that. Uh, next, I've got Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnston, which is her second Amidala book. Um, she also did Queen's Shadow, which I've reviewed and uh, I loved Queen's Shadow. Uh, Queen's Peril is good, too. This one, whereas Queen Shadow took place between episodes one and two, it was more about Padme's entry into this, uh, into into being a senator. Uh, this one goes back to when she was elected queen, uh, so before the Phantom Menace, and about how um, uh, Panaka, um chose the handmaidens and recruited them, and about how they all came to be together. There's parts of this book I really liked. Um, 
yeah, E.K. Johnston did a great job describing what, you know, young teen girls have to go through in life. Um, I'll leave it at, I'll leave it at that, you know, um, I'm not making light of it or anything, but I mean, it's, it's very realistic with what they have to deal with just on a daily basis. Um, so, and she touched on that very well. And it was, it was intriguing to see like how that all came together, you know, where they're this little handmaiden force by the time we get to the beginning of episode one. Now, at one point, the book catches up to the Phantom Menace, and then we get kind of a point, a certain point of view style the rest of the way, all the way through, um, like basically through Phantom Menace. Uh, I didn't like that part of the book as much. I liked the, the the brand new material that built up to it. Now we do get things on the side, and we find out, you know, well, what happened to the handmaidens who didn't go, um, go along in the ship, who stayed back behind on Abu. You know what happened to them. Yeah, we we get interesting material out of it, but uh, I don't know. It just didn't hold my attention as much when it became. Oh, okay. Um, Qui Gon and Padme went into town to get parts. So here's what's going on in the ship. Um, it, it, you know, I like certain point of view style stuff, but this one just didn't hold me as much. Um, so still overall good. She knows the character as well. Um, and if you've read Queen's Shadow and know about the ending, and yeah, the book's been out for a while, um, about Sabe and what she winds up doing after Padme's death. I just really hope she shows up again. Uh, look, Kira Knightley having a cameo on like the Candy Cassian Andor series would be ideal, and it would work based on what she did here. Uh, let's see next. Um, I am C three PO by Anthony Daniels. His autobiography. Got the audio book, and it's read by Anthony Daniels. This is very entertaining. It's it's a long book, but that's fine. I mean, he tells so many stories, and he takes you back through all the movies and all the other stuff he's done, like all the all the uh, guest appearances he's done, like when he had to dress up for the Oscars and when he did uh, voice work for all the animated things and being on the Muppet Show. It's just a fascinating look at um, everything he's done. It's a love letter to the fans. He talks about you know, the 501st and helping to organize the first celebration. And it's a very unique behind the scenes because, you know, I've listened to, um, Carrie Fisher's last book about when they did a new hope. I mean, he has a different perspective than the main cast. Um, and he talks about like, he wasn't even marketed as being in the suit in the first one. Uh, just fascinating stuff like that. Uh, and he addresses, you know, like his relationship with Kenny Baker and, you know, Carrie's um, um, mental problems and everything. So, it, you know, it's very heart to heart. A lot of a lot of great stories. Highly recommend this. Um, and it, it's a good balance. Like if, you know, if you've listened to a couple of the 
fictional novels for Star Wars to get into nonfiction and just listen to some autobiographical stuff. It's a nice change of pace. Uh, another good change of pace is um, The Making of Solo by Rob uh, Bredow, which is from the uh, ILM perspective from Industrial Light and Magic. Uh, just a, it's a nice coffee table book. Uh, I got it super cheap, like, it was the same, ironically, it was, or coincidentally, it was the same day as the hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen um, day recently. Uh, I looked on Amazon and it was like, it's a really big, hardbound book and it, it was like really good price. I went ahead and bought it. Uh, just a lot of good behind the scenes stuff, talking about how they made the movie. Uh, I've talked about that before. Ever since Return of the Jedi, and I found out about Industrial Light and Magic and Skywalker Sound. I've been so fascinated about how they make the, these movies. And uh, all the stuff about Solo is very good. Um, if you, can, you need to buy the physical copy of this book. Um, just so you can have it and digest it every now and then. Alright, uh, moving on. We've got um, the novelization of The Rise of Skywalker by Ray Carson. Um, this one's good too. I mean, she does a good job flowing the movie, but also the, the thing she adds in, like we get more of Zori and Kajimi and, uh, you know, more of Leia and Rose and everybody on, crap, I forgot the name of the planet. Um, shoot, they even added it to Battlefront. Agent Kloss. Yes, um, you know, we, we get more of that. We get uh, more about Ray and, you know, her, th her thoughts on Ben. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good extended edition. I, I like how they're doing the novelizations lately. Um, same with Last Jedi. Um, and Solo had a really good one, too. Um, so hopefully they keep that trend up. You know when the, when the movies come back out to these extended edition novelizations. Um, going back to a couple older ones, uh, the Force Collector by Kevin Shinnick, which was uh, part of the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker, didn't really relate, uh, didn't pay off in the movie or anything like that. But uh, it's a really good one. Uh, this one's a good audio book. It's read by Ewan Morton. Um, who also uh, did work in Dr. Aphra. This one's, it's, it's a very standalone story. It's about this uh, young man named Carr who, he has Ray's ability where if, if he touches something with a, like a past that's connected to the force, he can, he has visions. And, you know, this is the New Republic First Order era, so he's only heard rumors of the Jedi and, you know, heard about it from his grandmother. So when he realizes he has these abilities, he's trying to piece together, like, you know, what happened to the Jedi and, um, and all this. And it becomes kind of a journey around the galaxy with his friend Maisie and his droid RZ7 as they, you know, visit different planets. So, you know, without giving them away, a lot, a lot of planets from the movies. Um, 
and collects, you know, finds these relics and anything that connects them to the Force. And there is a tie into Galaxy's Edge. Uh, but it's it's really good. Um, again, doesn't pay off in Rise of Skywalker, but hopefully there's a follow-up with this character later. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a nice look at a, you know, that sort of physical connection to the Force. Now, um, the Black Spire book by Delilah S. Dawson. I've already reviewed it, uh, but it came out in paperback recently, and, and she added a short story to the end of it. So you can either pick up the, the paperback, or it should be on the digital version too. Um, she did A Return to a Shattered Planet, where Vimerati goes to Parnassus, which is Phasma's homeworld in the book Phasma which Phasma is one of my favorite novels of the new canon. Uh, but it's a quick read. Um, but she goes back to, uh, uh, to retrieve some very important people. Um, so, you know, it's, it's got some characters from Black Spire. It's got, you know, it's mostly a follow-up to Phasma. Um, it was really enjoyable, so I'm glad I got that to add to the shelf. All right, just a couple more and I'm done. Uh, Shadow Fall by Alexander Freed, second book in the Alphabet Squadron series. Um, this book is outstanding. Uh, I've got, I picked up the audio book. It is outstanding as well. It's read by Carol Monda, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite Star Wars readers. Um, she did uh, some of the books in, or some of the stories in, uh, from a certain point of view for New Hope. She's in Dr. Aphra. She was also in uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Um, as one of my favorite characters, Lean Costana. Um, but yeah, she, she's, she does a great job reading this. I think Saskia Marleveld did the first book. And she was fine too, but yeah, Carol, Carol's just excellent. Um, she and Jonathan Davis are like my two favorite uh, recurring readers. Um... But yeah, we've got um, Alphabet Squadron. I don't want to get too spoilery with this because uh, the book is the way everything unfolds. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, now it's your typical, you know, second part of a trilogy. So uh, Alphabet Squadron gets separated, has to go off on their own. In some case, uh, like vision quests. Um, you know, have to find themselves and you know figure out what their role in all this as they're helping the, the brand new New Republic uh, fight the remnants of the Empire. Uh, you know, Erica Quell is still leading. Um, uh, Karen Aiden is, uh, you know, the one giving out their orders. Uh, Harrison Dula is in it. Um, but as we find out, and it ties into Squadrons, the video game coming up, you know, she's, um, getting, you know, helping out Vanguard Squadron with their missions. So, um, maybe there'll be some references to this book in the game. Um, but then, uh, Shadowing is still out there on the Imperial side. Um, uh, Soaring Keys, who had been in the TIE Fighter, um, comic series, has, uh, taking command of, 
uh, Shadow Wing and uh, Alphabet Squadron still trying to finish them off. Uh, most of the action takes place in the um, Cerberan system on this planet called Troith, which is it's like a mini Coruscant, um, but in unique ways. Like, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, there's also another planet, Katadra. Um, it, it's it's a very dynamic, unique uh, star system. Um, the way they utilize the environments for the story, uh, it's, it's just really fascinating. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't span the galaxy as much as the first book did, but to keep it localized like this, um, it gets more personal. So it's really well done. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into too much detail because you need to read it or listen to it if you haven't. You don't even... Well, it helps if you have read... But not only Alphabet Squadron, but um, Twilight Company, which was Freed's um, Battlefront book. Because you get some characters coming back from that. Uh, it helps if you've already read both of those, but you can jump into this because it refers to the first book a lot. Uh, so it's just excellent. Can't wait for the third one. I'm assuming it comes out next year. But let's wrap it up with the Dr. Afra radio drama by Sarah Kuhn. It is, um, if you haven't heard, it's like Afra's retelling of what happened with her and Darth Vader in the Darth Vader comic series by Kieran Gillen and Simon Spurrier. Um, it's in the same style as Dooku Jedi Lost, where it's full cast, people play different roles, and it's it's they're both very much an homage to the old Star Wars radio dramas, which were done... Uh, New Hope and Empire were done in the early 80s. They didn't do Return of the Jedi until 95, 96. Anthony Daniels talked about recording Je um, the Jedi audio drama in his book. Um, but it's mostly... It, it, it's like Dr. Aphra is recording um, her general entry. And uh, she's voiced by um, Emily Wu Zeller. And it's so great to have a like a true voice for Afro now because after I finished the audiobook, I went back and re started rereading re the Darth Vader series. And some of the dialogue is exactly the same. Although Afra, that's the point, Afra is an unreliable narrator and you don't know if she's being truthful or not. So, but when it does match up, you can hear Emily's voice now and that's really awesome. And also um, her murder bots, um, Triple Zero and BT. Um, I didn't write his name down, but the guy who did Triple Zero is awesome. It's not like a dark Anthony Daniels voice. It's, um, oh, my first thought was, I was picturing uh, Jarvis from the Agent Carter uh, Marvel series. But uh, he's like, BT is voiced like the robot devil in Futurama. That's the best way I can describe him. He is awesome. Uh, Carol Monda did Maz Kanata. Um, Ewan Morton did the uh, Emperor. Uh, Mark Thompson did a really good Darth Vader. Um, I've been kind of iffy on his readings, but yeah, he he's excellent as Darth Vader. That was a good choice. 
uh, Jonathan Davis was Boba Fett. And he, the funny thing is he sounds like Boba Fett before they changed like in the, the original version of Empire Strikes Back before they had Tamora Morrison redub everything to match his origin in the prequels. Um, uh, they need just to go on a quick tangent they need to get rid of Cat Tabor um, she's if, if, if you know who she follows and supports on online then she doesn't need to be doing Star Wars anymore I know she was Padme in the Clone Wars but she didn't you know um, her as Leia didn't work anyway I thought <clears throat> Yeah, I'll I'll stop there. Um, but yeah, no, this is highly fun. It's comedic. It's emotional at times. <clears throat> but Afra is a fascinating character. Um, you know, where you just want to find out more and more about her. Um, Karen actually put a story of her on Dantooine in the first, uh, from a certain point of view. So I'm hoping she shows up in the Empire um, version. So, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get her in live action or not, but this is almost as good because this is highly entertaining. It's only, if you listen to it, it's like five and a half hours, which is about the same as Dooku was. Yeah, this is a great format. I'm glad they do this every now and then. hope it becomes a, an ongoing thing. So yeah, Dr. Afra, highly recommended. And you should, if you do it, do like I did. Well, listen to it, go back and read the comics, listen to it again. You don't even need to have read the comics first. You could, you could listen to this first and go back and read the comics and you'll get more details out of it. Because again, it's from her perspective, so there's key moments in the comics where she wasn't present, so you find out what she was doing, and then so then you know what's going on when she's doing that thing. Uh, just overall, great. Yeah, these audio dramas are really cool. I think that's it for now. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Hope I inspired you to pick up something new you hadn't considered um there's just a lot of good star wars stuff um you know i mentioned what's coming out the rest of the year and then we get high republic uh, we know we've got mandalorian uh it's still on track for october where we're getting two video games we're getting squadrons and <clears throat> i haven't even talked about squadrons um the the, the, the gameplay looks amazing it, i had x-wing for um the pc like 93 94 and you know bought a joystick um yeah those cockpit fighter uh, uh star wars fighter games are awesome so it's in the style of that it looks great it's gonna have a story to it uh they are you know the lego star wars skywalker saga is coming out in october as well little han loves the lego games so cannot wait to get that so, you know, until then, yeah, just enjoy some uh, some books, some comics, uh, just whatever tickles your fancy. But I'll wrap it up for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I missed you all. 
I'll, I'll try to get back into regular habit with the episodes so I can finish my reviews. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, all the Radio Dakar episodes are, uh, the home is anchor.fm uh, and the Anchor app, but you can find me on uh, Google Play, uh, Apple, Overcast, Spotify. But until until next time, enjoy reading and may the force be with you.